Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, the 2022 NFL schedule has been released, and here I am looking at the Dallas Cowboys schedule but what dumbfounds me more than anything is the fact that the source of ESPN says that the Cowboys schedule is tied for 31st as far as easiest schedule goes. Well, you know what I say? Bullshit. Okay? I don't give a damn how easy the schedule of the Cowboys have supposedly looks. I don't give a damn because it doesn't matter how easy it is. I know that the Cowboys are going to... I'm going to find a way just to embarrass themselves in some of these important games, okay? I'm sorry, y'all, but we know it's going to happen because it's happened so many times. It happened last season, for God's sake. It happened in the playoffs, for God's sake. A game that should have been ours, and the Cowboys fucked it up by being repulsive, repugnant, and flat-out disgraceful. Okay, and quite frankly, lo- a long time ago, I, d- I I stopped feeding into this easy schedule. Okay, it's just a bunch of crap. It is just a bunch of crap. Okay, there is no such thing as an easy schedule. Okay, we all know that. Okay, we all know that, and knowing that the Cowboys. How unpredictable they are. They lose the games that they're supposed to win. And then they go winning the games they're supposed to lose. Okay. The un- the, the habit of being unpredictable is beyond a notorious reputation right now for the Cowboys. Okay. Alright. So that, that's why I want to start off by saying I do not want to buy into this easiest schedule. Because it's, not, it's just a bunch of crap. Alright. There's no such thing as an easy schedule. Okay, and no matter what, even the the fact that some of our opponents had losing records last season or a winning percentage that was less than than .500, I don't care. It was last season. Again, part part of the thing, stop, you know, stop looking into the past, okay? We need to talk about the future. Whatever the, whoever the Cowboys play, I don't care how terrible they were last year. It was last year, okay? So, so right now I'm dumbfounded, you know, because you know I wrote a, I actually wrote a, a piece for the Playmakers blog about five of the most interesting uh, matches that the Cowboys have, you know, and some of them, of course, I gave my thoughts, and of course, Cowboy fans were pretty pissed off at me. I'm like, guys, look, I know it's pissing you off because you know I might be seen as a hater, but guys, look, I'm just being realistic, okay? I'm giving you the God's honest truth in the most journalistic way possible, okay? Look, guys. You might not agree with me, but look, I'm not going to bullshit you, okay? I'm not fake news, for God's sake. These games that I know that the Cowboys might have a hard time and the Cowboys, you know, can't win, okay? We all know, but we all know the Cowboys aren't going to win every single game, okay? Now, even though I said, you know, the Cowboys should, uh, uh, there's no way that they're, that they're the favorite, I never said the Cowboys are going to get destroyed, even though they, they very, the, some of these games they very likely could and they could get embarrassed, okay? We have to wait and see. Again, my point, I do not put expect any miracles with this team. As a matter of fact, as far as miracles go, I stopped expecting miracles with this team a long time ago. As far as heavy expectations go, I stopped that three years ago. Okay? I'm just going to watch the Cowboys 
And whatever happens, happens. And I will be back on this show addressing what happened and telling you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. In other words, I will do my job, okay? And if I underestimated the Cowboys in a particular game, if I underestimated Dak Prescott, whoever it may be, y'all know me. I come on this show. I own up to it, all right? Some of y'all probably don't like don't like me based on how critical I am of my Cowboys. Yes, I still love my Cowboys, but again, I'm not feeding into any, any bullshit. I'm not going to do the same thing that a lot of fans want to do every single year because I'm pretty sure that as soon as people saw the schedule, they said the same crap they say year in and year out. What is that? We are going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, for God's sake, cut the crap out. All right? You know, for me, like, yeah, win the Super Bowl, I don't, I don't even trust our head coach. I don't even trust our offensive coordinator. I don't even trust our quarterback. The offensive line is still terrible. <laughs> the, the running game is, is Dex, and I can't trust Ezekiel Elliott anymore, okay? That's why I said, whatever happens, happens, and I will address it on this show. Now, I'm glad I got that out of the way because I really had to get this off my chest, folks. The schedule is exciting. Don't get me wrong. Now, as far as the preseason goes, uh, I'm looking at it through Google, and the only one I see is from August 13th, and the Cowboys will be in beautiful Denver, Colorado to take on the Broncos. Uh, <laughs> I'm super curious to know, you know, I should contact my friend, Mr. John Misak, a.k.a. the Critical Broncos fan, even if this will be a preseason game. Yeah, right now I'm debating, uh... So I'm, I'm very uh, eager to ask him, uh, John, uh, should we, uh, do you want to come on the show and do an episode on that even though it's a preseason? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's the preseason, but you know what, in my case, because John is such a great guy, you know, he knows his craft very well. You know, it's an opportunity to have him on the show and, you know, and to, and, you know for him to share out his very unique knowledge. But, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. You know, we got plenty of time, but I, once I go back to streaming, I'm taking a little break from that because I kind of lost... Uh, I kind of I, I kind of lost the, uh, the the opportunity to go back to streaming because uh, my studio where I stream has been has been invaded apparently, but anyway. So NFL schedule week one, It'll be on September eleventh, two thousand and twenty-two. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in town, and this game is on Sunday Night Football. Hmm. You know. I would, you know, when I spoke about this with, with my boy, uh, Darnell, uh, a.k.a. the Playmaker, you know, sometimes I feel like this is a situation, do they save the best for last as far as the excitement of a certain game? It would seem like it on Sunday, but, you know, let's forget, you know, let's not forget, Monday Night Football is like the, is, is the final game of that, of that particular week, right? And, and, but, but then again, you know, the fact that the Los Angeles Rams are playing the Buffalo Bills on Thursday Night Football to start week one... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they got it. They start off with a very exciting game. They close it. And, and they kind of close uh, Sunday Night Football this uh, Sunday uh, with, with a good game. But, you know, as far as week one goes, I mean, you got the, again, you got the Rams versus the Bills, the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys. And then you also have uh, on Monday Night Football, you got the Denver Broncos visiting the Seattle Seahawks, I believe. So the big thing out of that is Russell Wilson making his return to Seattle, but in a Broncos uniform. So that's definitely exciting. So yeah, so, I mean, honestly, the NFL always has to start off the regular season with quite a bang. So, 
I mean, I showed that that day, I'll, uh, that day I'll definitely be watching some football. I'll definitely watch Thursday Night Football. I'll probably not make it through the entire game because I'll be like, okay, well, I don't want to watch anymore. It's not my team or whatever. But, you know, some, sometimes the fan aggression, you know, overshadow, overwhelms the journalist perspective. But, but with Tampa Bay and Dallas, well, I mean... As far as Tampa Bay goes, well, uh, Todd Bowles is now the new coach because Bruce Arians retired from coaching, and I believe Bruce Arians has a role in the in the front office. Um, you know, of course, you know, Tom Brady announced his retirement, which went which was very short lived because less than seven uh, less than seven weeks later, Tom Brady announces his return to the NFL, and he will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback for the 2022 season. So week one, you got Tom Brady versus Dak Prescott. Right off the bat, let me tell you, there is no way, and I mean no way, that the Cowboys are going to be favored over the Buccaneers. I mean, the Cowboys favored over Mr. Thomas Edward Brady? Uh-uh. Not going to happen. All right? Look, if the Cowboys win this game, again, you know, See, I'm already down the Cowboys, aren't I? Okay, I mean, you know, week one and two, I'm already, I, I'm already like, yeah, great. You know, the, the Cowboys have to start off this way, but hey, if the Cowboys miraculously and yes, I do say, if they miraculously beat the Buccaneers, you all know me. I'll be back here, I'll own up to it. But right now, I, I don't see the Cowboys beating the Buccaneers again. Are the Cowboys really going to be favored over Tom Brady? Okay, I mean. It's just, you know, what's interesting is, you know, last year in week one, the Cowboys played the Buccaneers on Thursday Night Football. The Cowboys could have won the game. But, you know, that, that, of course, that, that, that just has to be ruined. So we'll have to see how things go in this week. Certainly, we'll have to, I mean, as far as, you know, losing several players, you know, we no longer have Lyle Collins. Randy Gregory's not here anymore. And so it, it, it's certainly going to be interesting to see, you know, how things go. But, um,. As far as the Buccaneers go, you know, as far as the Cowboys, well, as far as the Cowboys go, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to be that I'm still concerned about. But we'll have to wait and see how the off season uh, concludes, you know, especially uh, training camp. But you know, the game's exciting. But let's be honest, even though the Cowboys, this game is going to be in Arlington, again, the Cowboys favored over Tom Brady, no way, absolutely not. All right. So, I kind of yeah. So, uh, I mean, as far as wins and losses, I know I'm not gonna go too far into that because I'll probably confuse myself because you know with everything going on. But week two, the Bengals are in town. Well, how interesting for the Cowboys! They start off the first two games of the season at home against Tampa and Cincinnati. Well, the Bengals last uh, the runners up from last year, year's uh, Super Bowl. It's certainly going to be interesting to have Mr. Joe Burrow here in Arlington, Texas, in a Bengals uniform. Uh, as far as the Bengals goes, you know, two for, there's at least two former Cowboys that, that that I know of that are on that team. One of them being Lyle Collins, who left uh, the Cowboys, you know, to sign with the Bengals this year, and of course, Cheeto Awuzie, the the former uh, uh, cornerback who signed with the Bengals, you know, after the horrendous 2020 season. So. You know, this one, well, Cincinnati's defense is certainly something the Cowboys are going to have to uh, watch out for. Now, the offense, as, as far as the offensive line goes, you know, they got Lyle Collins, so that'll certainly be interesting. You know, 
the offense, you know, the, the, the problem, you know, in the Super Bowl for the Bengals, you know, was that Joe Burrow had no offensive line protection. So we'll see how, how that goes. You know, in, in this one, you know, it'll certainly be interesting to see our defensive line go against uh, Lyle Collins. But in this one too, you know, now I'm really asking myself, can the Cowboys really be favored over the Bengals? I mean, now everybody's kind of thinking, great. Now, now Bearman is is, gonna, is immediately saying the Cowboys start off 0-2. I'm like, guys, look. On paper, okay, well, even on, on paper, the, the Cowboys can't be favored over both Tampa or Cincinnati, whether it's on paper, whether it's reality, whatever. But I think, but, but as far as the Cowboys against the Bengals, I mean, any, that, that's definitely a game where anything can happen, but also in week one. I just don't know. I, I just don't see the Cowboys being the Buccaneers, but as far as the Bengals go... There's a certain possibility, but it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult, okay? Because you know we, we the Cowboys remember the offensive line is still a, a major problem, and then you know the problem with, with Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott's accuracy and consistency. You know the you know we no longer have Amari Cooper, so you know who who knows how things will go. So, but I really think that this game between Dallas and Cincinnati is certainly be one of those games that's uh, highly fought. And it's it's and who knows how it, it could end up, but um. But as far as this game goes, I think the Cowboys could actually pull it off, but uh, we're gonna have to see how this game goes. I mean, this is just one of those games that, you know, I always say don't make predictions that you, that you can't back up. I'm not gonna predict that the Cowboys are gonna win this game. You know, I I, I can't say that with, with full confidence. I mean, we're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, that that's just me burying the Bengals for no reason and me not giving them the proper credit. Look, I get it. They lost the Super Bowl, okay? But look, Cincinnati does have a future, okay? And Dallas supposedly does too, but I really don't think that Dallas' future is very bright. I mean, if anything, Dallas' future is definitely cloudy. But this is definitely a game that anything could happen. But I'm, again, I'm not gonna predict. I'm not gonna predict Dallas winning because you know, again, don't make predictions that you can't back up. But I really do believe that the Cowboys could actually have a good game. They could probably do even better than week one against Tampa. So, but we'll just have to wait and see. But right now, you know, part part of me says zero uh, and two, honestly. But I just, I, I mean, and again, you know, no, even though I'm so critical of his team, I really don't, I really don't hope that happens. I, I hope it doesn't happen because I don't want the Cowboys to be zero and two. I would really like to be a bit more positive than negative, especially when it comes to. Uh, Recapping the Cowboys, but then again, you know we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. So, well, the next two games are certainly interesting. We start out, we, we go up to uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, to take on the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. Well, how about that? How about that? <laughs> the Cowboys taking on the Giants on Monday Night Football. Well, as far as the Giants go, I mean, well. Their their draft their draft you know went pretty good, you know I said to myself look you know and I still have to take responsibility of the fact that I actually picked the Giants to win the NFC least last year and yes I did say NFC least and I caught a lot of a, a little bit of hell for it and um, and I and I really appreciate for those who reached out and said that you know my particular guest was you know resorted to uh, really the way he kind of went off to it was bad look I appreciate that guys but look it's it's in the past now and but. You know, and, and I appreciate you know those you know because because a lot of people really expressed their concern because you know the way I, I kind of caught heat by my particular guest about picking the Giants, uh, they all felt that he was too harsh that like that. You know, guys, please don't worry about it. But anyway, 
but the Giants, as far as the Giants go, the, the Giants have not been good since since 2011. I mean, I, if I'm correct, the last time they won the NFC East was in 2011. And, of course, like when they won it, they went on to win the Super Bowl. You know, a 9-7 team, you know, winning the Super Bowl, upsetting the Patriots in the Super Bowl again. So, yeah. <laughs> but... I think I think this season is actually going to be a season for the Giants where they're actually going to start to reemerge, and by that I mean they're going to start to reemerge themselves. Like they're going to start for good, like crawling back from the dirt that they've been buried in for over ten years. Like they've been dead and buried for over ten years now. The Giants are really going to. This might be this. This might be the season where they actually start to rebuild themselves as legitimate threats in the league. Am I saying they're going to have a great season? Well, compared to what they've been through, you know, for so long, I, I, I'm sure that this coming season could be a great one if, if they win at least like eight games or win nine games. I mean, that's definitely going to be better than, than what we've seen from them for so many years. But I, I think by next, I think by 2023, the Giants could actually be a, fa a legit favorite to win the NFC least. I should say that because it's the NFC least, but we'll have to wait and see if it's actually going to be the NFC least this coming season. But it's more than likely it probably will, but we'll see. But you know, we still, you know, as, as far as the quarterback position goes, um, I believe Daniel Jones is still the is, is still their guy. So, you know, of course, you know the, the Giants, you know, have a new head coach. I believe they signed the Buffalo, Bill, the former Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator, if I'm correct. So, and of course, what they did in the draft. So, so we'll see. So, so, so now that I think the Giants can actually slowly, finally, like actually build themselves in the right direction. Like they won't be stuck like they've been. Stuck or, or be pushed backwards like they have for the past ten years. So that this this season could be finally be a season where the Giants actually start moving forward rather than being stuck or being pushed backwards and backwards. So, but that remains to be seen. But this game, obviously, because Dak Prescott has that tremendous track record against the Giants, that def so on paper the Cowboys are definitely the favorite. But but again, you know, uh, when, when people say on paper, I mean, I, I don't want to I want to feed too much into it because you know, like like that because you know, it, it's about the. It's about the results that we get on the gridiron. It's about the results that we actually see and the results that actually happen. But I think the Cowboys should definitely win this one. But of course, you know, playing the Giants, it's never easy. I mean, last season up in New York, the Cowboys actually had a, had a hard time at times against the Giants. So, so playing, you know, the Giants, you know, at you know on Monday Night Football up in New Jersey will certainly be interesting. But I think the Cowboys definitely have the advantage on that. But still, don't underestimate the Giants because you know, again, this is. This is the season that they might actually finally start moving forward then again being stuck or being pushed backwards. So imagine that. Now uh, we go from week three, Monday Night Football against the Giants, and then October 2nd, the Washington Commanders are in Arlington, Texas. The Commanders versus the Cowboys at a noon game in Arlington. Well, you know, in my case, you know, getting up around 10, 11 o'clock after probably being up all night doing podcast work, it's, it's not going to be... Good to wake up and have the opportunity to sit on the couch and watch some football. But then again, you know, there's always the possibility of me being disappointed. Well, I mean, as far as the Commanders go, you know, the the injuries last year is really what allowed us to really kind of you know have our way against the Commanders. And as far as the Commanders go, the last time they were in Arlington, Texas, how we destroyed them, fifty-six to fourteen. Let me tell you, Washington is not letting that happen again. As a matter of fact, I can honestly state that there's no doubt in my mind that the Washington Commanders have revenge, and they're going to actually want to extract that revenge. Okay? 
So as far as as far as I know, you know, uh, well the quarterback position goes. Uh, it's definitely something you know to take a look at. You know, car, especially because uh, Carson Wentz is now is now with Washington. So, and we can be sure that Carson Wentz is also obviously going to be the starting quarterback. And you know, Chase Young coming back as well. So you know, so with Jay Chase Young, Jonathan Allen in the in the defensive line. So. And of course, with our offensive line being terrible, of course, there's also Montez Sweat. So, yeah, I would, and of course, Dave, Darren Payne as well. If, if, if as long, I believe he's still, yeah, he's still with the Washington Commanders. So, yeah, that that defensive line is definitely coming for Dallas, and they're coming for Dak Prescott. And let's not forget that the Cowboys' offensive line is terrible. So, so this game could go either way. Hey, the Commanders. Based on how the how the commanders start the season, you know, after three games, you know, we'll see how if the injury bug doesn't bite him right in the ass. I mean, it's it's it's, it's probably going to bite the Cowboys in the ass as well. But well, that's that's why it's a game that could go anywhere. But uh, I think the command the commanders, you know, if they have the, a full a fully healthy defensive line and a defense with Carson Wentz actually playing well, hey, don't be surprised if they slaughter the Cowboys in Arlington. Not saying it's going to happen, but it can happen. As far as the Cowboys go, well. If miraculously the offensive line is actually functioning, is functionable, then it might be a different story. But the problem is Dak Prescott with his inconsistency and his struggles with accuracy. I don't know. I don't know, bro. Okay. Well, here's something really interesting. Now we play the defending Super Bowl champions in the city of Angels. Well, the supposed city of Angels. I don't know if, uh, based on its state of how the city of Los Angeles is right now, you know, Really, with crime and the homelessness, I don't know if I'm gonna call it the city of angels. So, oh boy, Cowboys, you know, taking on the the Rams, you know, at the site of the next WrestleMania at SoFi Stadium. Let's be honest, <laughs> the Rams are loaded. Okay, they are loaded, offense and defense. The Cowboys could certainly be extremely overwhelmed in this game. More than likely, they will be overwhelmed. But the way this game could go, and I, and I said this actually in, in my Playmakers block piece because I had this game as one of the most interesting ones. You know, I said two things could happen with the Cowboys. Since, since, since you know, since, let's put a little Hollywood twist into this, Hollywood filming twists. Two things could happen with the Cowboys, okay? It could be a high-action thriller of a game, or it could be a laughable comedy act in which the Cowboys get embarrassed. Okay? Now, if the Cowboys lose, but it's a high-action game, that's a thriller. So even though they lost, they challenged the defending champions in the, in, um, the supposed city of Angels. Again, you know, Los Angeles, you know, riddled, riddled with crime and, you know, the homelessness problem and all the shit going on in that state. That, that particular city. I hate to get political, guys, but let's be honest. Los Angeles uh, is definitely a city I wouldn't feel safe being in anyway. But, you know, so uh, this game, you know, being a high-action thriller, if the Cowboys, you know, can you know, at least challenge the Rams, you know, but if the Rams easily beat the Cowboys and destroy them and Prescott has, like, four interceptions, sacked, like, six times, and the running game is at, like, negative five yards, yeah, that's the comedy act I'm talking about. But if the Cowboys were to lose, like, you know, 41 to 38, you know, Dak Prescott has a great game, you know, and everything like that, yeah, that that's the high-action thriller I'm talking about. And and such a high-action thriller, and if even the Cowboys manage to pull off the upset, you know, maybe we could call this game 
an Oscar-winning performance, right? If it turns out to be one of the most, like, if so many records are broken, you know, it's high score, it's, that, again, that high-action thriller, yeah, this is definitely going to be a game worthy of being considered an Oscar-winning performance of a match. I really do want to add those Hollywood twists, those <laughs> twists into it, don't I? But I'll be honest, uh, this is definitely a prediction that, that, that you know, again, I can definitely back up. The Rams have a lot of talent, okay? They have, you know, on defense and on offense, the Cowboys will be overwhelmed. So this is definitely, I, I, I can make this prediction and I can back it up. And I just did because of the fact that the Rams have so many, low, are so loaded and they're, they're that damn good. Yeah, the the Rams. There's no way the Rams can lose this game. So, I'm. That's why at the very at the very least, I'm just hoping that the Cowboys can at least put up a good performance, and rather than getting embarrassed, because the next week the Cowboys travel to the city of brotherly love to take on the Philadelphia Eagles, who apparently uh, really well. They really made quite an impact, didn't they? I mean, I think you know. I think at this point, the Eagles. Even though I swear to God, ESPN when I talk about the easy schedule crap. They made a bold prediction saying that the Cowboys are actually going to be the are actually going to retain the, the NFC East title, but I honestly bet the differ. I think the Eagles, I think the, I think the Eagles are actually are, have to be the heavy favorites to win this one. I mean, getting a, getting AJ Brown, just like that. So, you know, but again, you know, going with the with the head coach. Uh, that's something to think about. So, so the, maybe the, maybe the Eagles could have all the potential in the world, and then maybe flush it all down the toilet. But who knows? But uh, we'll see. If, if 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 certainly by the time the Cowboys play the Eagles in Philadelphia on October sixteenth, and if the Eagles are already shitting the bed and throwing all that potential in the into the trash, then the Cowboys will have no problem. But if if the Eagles are on a tear, then they're not letting the, they're not letting the Cowboys you know take that away. So that's that, that's another game that could go either way, but. Moving to next week, where the Cowboys come back home for a homestand for for, uh, for the next two weeks, the Cowboys you know taking on two consecutive NFC North opponents, starting with, with the Detroit Lions, which will be interesting because uh, Jared Goff you know playing quarterback there, and and Detroit might be a horrible team, but they got talent. And hey, we've seen we've seen Detroit embarrass Dallas in the past, but again, that's in the past. That was in the days with Matthew Stafford, and Matthew Stafford's not there. But then again, we've had some difficulty against Jared Goff too. Uh, that playoff, that play, uh, you know, that playoff game in the twenty eighteen uh, divisional rounds, yeah, the, the running, how the running game just completely destroyed us. Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson just running all over us. Yeah, bad memories. I know that Darnell, aka the playmaker, loves 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 to bring that up. But if the game against Detroit, well, if Detroit remains that bad, then then I I, I can't see Dallas, you know, spitting it away or or like you know throwing it away. But, you know, like I said, the Cowboys, you know, have a history of uh, losing games that they're supposed to win and really shitting the bet themselves and, you know, making a, a laughable joke of themselves. But with this game, I'm not, uh, I think I could be confident with the Cowboys. But it depends how both how the Lions are doing and how Dallas is doing. So, I mean, so, I mean they got to get it together because next week the, ba the Chicago Bears will be in town. Well, well as far as uh, the Bears go, I mean, the quarterback position, I think... Uh, Still, kind of becomes a bit of a factor, you know. Last year, their their rookie quarterback, you know, kind of. Uh, well, it was definitely it was definitely a difficult rookie season, but he certainly did his best. And I'm talking I'm talking about uh, Justin Fields. So, but you know, uh, 
as far as the Bears go, you know, with all that talent they they have, and you know, I'm not sure exactly. I'm not, I'm not even sure who's who's coaching them right now. I'm actually curious to see. I mean, Matt Eberflus. So. The Bears, the Bears have just had too many rough years, and I, and I think that th- this season they're gonna try to you know get back into it. I mean, as far as the NFC North goes, I mean they're all, they're sick and tired of the Packers, you know, of um, ruling the the NFC North with an iron fist. So either the Vikings or the Bears, certainly Lions too. They're all determined to one way or the other find a way to overthrow the Packers. But this game against the Bears is another one of those games where anything can happen. You know, it's you know back-to-back noon games against Detroit and Chicago. It's, it's certainly going to be quite interesting. And you know, the Cowboys can't really afford a loss because after this one, they have their bye week, and and a, and a bad loss before a bye week. I mean, the, the the suffering, the suffering doesn't it doesn't go away that easily, especially concerned because after the bye week, the Cowboys have to play the Packers at Lambeau Field. <sighs> so yeah, Cowboys got to find a way to beat Detroit and Chicago because. Against the Packers at Lambeau Field, yeah. yeah. I talked about the Cowboys being favored over uh, Tom Brady. Now we're asking the Cowboys favored over Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely not. Not gonna happen. So, so right off the top, I mean, uh, the, the, the Packers, you know, with the wide receiver problems, uh, I, under- I understand that. I mean, we don't have to worry about Devontae Adams anymore, but you know, the Packers could still make some signings. So. And you know, and, and, and honestly, we're playing against Aaron Rodgers. I mean, our defense is definitely something to look forward to this coming season, as far as the Cowboys go. But hey, like I said, we're, we're playing Aaron freaking Rodgers. So uh, Aaron Rodgers always finds a way to beat us. So yeah, <laughs> that's why again, my point: we're not, we're not, we can't favor the Cowboys over Aaron Rodgers. But what's interesting is that you know, Mike McCarthy, who's now coaching the Cowboys, makes his makes a return to Green Bay and you know, people flirting with the idea of a, rev- a rev- of a revenge game. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think the Packers are going <laughs> to welcome back uh, they're, they're not going to welcome they're probably going to wa- warmly welcome back Mike McCarthy, but they're probably going to say, "Yeah, but you're not going to you're not taking a win in Lambeau Field." Absolutely not. <laughs> so so that's why yeah, the Packers definitely win this game. So it's one of those games again. You know, how could you pick Dallas over Green Bay? You know, I get it. Aaron Rodgers, you know, being you know really at that point of his career, you know, he's aged now and everything. But still, you know, look at some of the players too. You know, they got Sammy Watkins. They still got you know Adam, Alan Lazard, and of course Aaron Jones, the running back, is going to be hard to get take care to uh, contain. So. <clears throat> Yeah, so, so the the Packers the Packers really have a lot to overwhelm us. So we'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, the Cowboys favored over, over Aaron Rodgers. No way, no freaking way. All right, I'm moving forward. Uh, yeah, so go back. Well, uh, for the yeah, so we're talking about the Bears. Yeah, it's definitely a game that anybody could win. I mean, the Cowboys could win it, the Bears could win it, but it's. It depends on it, it depends on how, how the season's going for both for both teams. So I mean, hey, don't be don't be don't be surprised if uh, Chicago's quarterback, that would be um, Mr. Justin Fields. Hey, don't be surprised if he scrambles around and embarrasses this Cowboys defense. Huh. Like I said, anything can happen. All right, November twentieth. Well, Cowboys are in Minneapolis again. 
You know what's interesting? Fourth, the fourth consecutive time the Cowboys play the Vikings. In 2019, the Vikings were in Arlington and they took the win. In 2020, the Cowboys miraculously took the win. Uh, we'll never forget CD Lamb with that tremendous, unbelievable touchdown catch. And of course, last season when Cooper uh, Rush started uh, over Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush that game-winning uh, throw and Mike Zimmer for the Vikings wasting those timeouts. No, that, that, that was unbelievable. Yeah, and in fact, for a third consecutive time, the Cowboys are visiting the Vikings. The Vikings don't want to let the Cowboys, you know, take three against three straight <laughs> on their turf. And in the, in the Vikings' case, they're certainly thinking, they're, well, they're hoping, rather, that the third time's the charm. Uh, it's definitely a game I would love to have my good friend and my mentor, Steve Adams, you know, and I would love to have him to uh, preview it with him and maybe get the chance to recap it with him. It's a, it's a 3.30 game, so... So we'll see, and definitely love to have him back on uh, my other show, the Internet FC. It's been quite a while, but <laughs> but you know the Cowboys. Uh, you know a few days later, they got Thanksgiving. So so losing 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 to the Vikings, and then you know the fact that they got the Giants on Thanksgiving, which I believe for the first time since 1992. Yeah, it would not look good for the Cowboys. You know, losing, you know, being embarrassed in Minnesota, then. Getting ready to play the Giants, you know, on Thanksgiving. So, the Cowboys will definitely need to win against Minnesota, but the Vikings too. You know, I think Kirk Cousins. Uh, well, Kirk Cousins will definitely be at the helm for the for quarterback, and gotta watch out for, for Justin Jefferson as well, and you know, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen. Yeah, Minnesota. They've got they've got great weapons of their own. I mean, pretty much every team that Dallas plays, you know, has the weapons of their own, but. But another game, anything could happen. I mean, I think that, that that's the whole thing with the schedule because you know I don't want to make those predictions. But yeah, anything could happen because. But again, it depends on how things are going. But I, I but I really believe the Vikings could actually be one of the, one of the dark horses this coming season. But now we're getting to uh, on Thanksgiving. The Giants against the Cowboys. The last time that happened was in 1992, and what did the Cowboys end up doing? Yeah, winning the Super Bowl. Now I'm not saying that the Cowboys and, and the Cowboys actually destroyed the Giants in, 19, in the 1992 on Thanksgiving. So, yeah. So of course, if by some freak of luck the Cowboys actually have a, a, a miraculous blowout win over the Giants on Thanksgiving, then now, now they're going to basically guarantee themselves. They're going to convince themselves that they're guaranteed to win the Super Bowl. No, that's not going to happen. It's there's no way that's going to happen. You know, and honestly, the Cowboys the last three years on Thanksgiving they've been embarrassed. Like, absolutely embarrassed. Uh, losing to the Bills in 2019, and then being destroyed by the Washington football team in 2020. You know, pissing the game away against the Raiders with, with the penalties and everything. When everything. Unbelievable. The penalties, the offensive uh, trash, you know, everything. The, the offensive play calling, everything was just trash. And the, the way the Cowboys, you know, threw it all away, you know, like that, it, it, it was just unbelievable. So the Cowboys have just not had really good luck on Thanksgiving. So, so the Cowboys are really gonna have to find a way to actually get it done on Thanksgiving this time. And well, considering that you know this is the second meeting of the two in that particular season, and of course again that tr that track record actually 
comes up. Uh, Dak Prescott's a brilliant track record against the Giants, so we'll have to wait and see how that goes. But again, the, maybe the edge does go to the Cowboys, and hopefully Dak Prescott can have, a, can have a phenomenal Thanksgiving performance that we can actually truly be thankful for. Hopefully. Well, you know, after every time the Cowboys play um, Thanksgiving, you know, this, the next 10 days are off, and the, in, you know, the next two games are interesting in both home games. The Indianapolis Colts are in town, and then you got the Houston Texans in town. Well, Matt Ryan play, playing uh, with the Colts, you know, playing against the Cowboys in, in a Colts uniform is certainly going to be interesting. Well, that's a, another game where the Cowboys better watch out because, uh, hey, <laughs> the Colts are the Colts. Another unpredictable team, but uh, not in a bad way like the Cowboys because the Colts are, are capable of uh, winning any time. It's going to be at 7.20, but that's another game, you know, just going to have to sit back and wait and see how things go, and whatever happens, happens, and I'll believe it when I see it, but, uh, hey, don't rule out, don't, uh, I'm not sure how to put it, uh, don't rule out the Colts, <laughs> don't, don't close your, don't sleep on the Colts, and as far as the Texans go, well, that's an, that's an interesting one, because I'm wondering to myself who's going to be... The quarterback, I'm pretty sure it's, it's probably going to be Davis Mills, the, the dude from Stanford. And a couple things, you know, to watch out for, you know, is, you know, is Kenyon Green, you know, the two first-round picks that the that the Houston Texans had, you know, Kevin Stingley Jr. from uh, LSU, I believe that, that, that that's his name. Let me uh, make sure if I can uh, look it up, if I make sure I got it right. Hold on. It's the dude from it's it's the dude from LSU. Hold on, let me see. Oh, I'm for the looking for the draft. I probably should have pulled it up immediately, but they didn't. Yeah, Stingley. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, you know that dude's definitely uh, to watch out for, but also you know, uh, Kenyon Green, the offensive line uh, out of Texas A&M. Uh, and, and, oh, Derek! It's it's Derek Stigley, Stigley Jr. Not Kevin. I'm just that's what that's probably what I said. Yeah, I'm glad I, I actually looked it up. But yeah, Derek Stigley Jr. The cornerback from LSU. Then Kenyon Green, the the offensive lineman from Texas A&M University. So another couple of things to worry about. Hey, the Texans actually had a pretty decent draft. And when it comes to the Cowboys versus the Texans, I mean, nothing like a good old te a good old Texas football showdown, right? The city of Houston versus the city of Dallas. And this one taking place up in Arlington, Texas, you know, not far from Dallas, so. Huh. You know, last time those two teams met was back in 2018 when the, when the Texans picked up the win. And, you know, that overtime win when Giantre Hopkins made that catch and put him in field goal range, and that was certainly frustrating. But, you know, you know the Texans, you know, now, you know, J.J. Watt's not there. Deshaun Watson's not there. DeAndre Hopkins is not there. I'm not ruling anything out because the Texans, <laughs> the Texans really are that team that that's really gonna make the Cowboys, you know, fight for that win. So, yeah. But I, I really believe that. But, but this, I really feel like this game is is a is a game that Dallas is not gonna throw away. They don't want to let their their cross state rivals pick up the win on their home turf. So. I think in this one, we give the Cowboys the win, but uh, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a tough one. I mean, interestingly interestingly enough, the last two meetings between the two teams, they both went overtime. 
Back in 2014, the Cowboys won an overtime when Des Bryant made that huge catch. And, of course, in 2018, it, it was um, DeAndre Hopkins that made that catch in overtime that, that, that set up the game-winning field goal. And here we are four years later. Yeah. I know what y'all are thinking. Look at that. Every four years, right? Like the, like the FIFA World Cup. But, yeah. Cowboys definitely don't want to let this game go in overtime. The Cowboys want to win the game quickly and effectively. But, uh, hey, advice to them is do not, and I repeat, do not underestimate the Houston Texans. But then again, don't underestimate anybody because the Cowboys have a history of doing that. And that has bitten them right in the ass. And December 18th, well, playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, well, no, nah, you know, the Cowboys, you know, as, as far as the Jaguars go, you know, uh, their head coach is somebody the Cowboys are very, very, very familiar with, uh, right? <laughs> Doug Peterson, now coaching the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Jaguars, you know, with their with their picks, uh, with this draft, and, and some of the uh, the free agency that they had. I mean, oh boy, I mean, the, the the Jaguars really just want to be that be that that good team again. I mean, the, the, you know, I honestly thought that you know back in 2017 when the Jaguars made it. I believe, yeah, they won the AFC Championship. Then after that, we kind of thought that things that the Jaguars would actually start having years of you know positive and respectable re results. Uh, but that certainly did not happen. So the, and the Jaguars have only gotten kind of gotten worse. So you know the Trevor Lawrence experience is not off to the great start, and the, and the Jaguars really want to make really want to make good on it. So they really want to start going uh, in the right direction because it would be a shame if uh, the whole Trevor Lawrence experience ends up failing. But a lot of people are already predicting. Oh, well, since the beginning, people are predicting that it's, that it's going to fail because it's the Jaguars, but don't want to take it that far. Well, it's another one of those games where we have to see just how Jacksonville is, okay? Now, the, the, last, time, now the last time the Cowboys played the Jaguars was in 2018. Yeah, in 2018 when the Cowboys actually destroyed them 40-7. to And then back in 2014, about eight years ago, when the, when the Cowboys played the Jaguars in London... That's actually the last time the Cowboys actually played in London. I would love to see them play in London again, but, well, I don't know. You know, and I spoke about this, you know, you know how, how the Jaguars are always playing in London. It's no surprise because the owner of the Jaguars also owns a football, a soccer club in London. So that, that kind of connection kind of helps it happen. So it helps make it happen, I would imagine. So, But, again, we have to wait and see how both these teams are doing. I think right now on paper the Cowboys are definitely the favorites. But again, we have to wait and see how the, uh, the seasons are going for both teams respectively. But I think the Cowboys will be able to get this one done, hopefully. I mean, it's going to be tough you know, getting a contending Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, already kind of did, he did destroy the Cowboys you know, in a preseason game from last season. But that was, you know, that was last year. Let's not worry about that. But we'll have to wait and see. Well, Christmas Eve, 3.30, the Philadelphia Eagles are in town to take on the Cowboys. You know, part of me believes that this is gonna this is gonna be a game that seals the deal on who wins the NFC the NFC least. I feel like it could come, it could come down to that, but it also could come down to the final regular season game on January eighth, when the Cowboys play the Washington Commanders near our nation's capital. I really believe the Eagles versus the Cowboys. This might be this. This could be the decider. It, it could be. But it depends also how the Giants and the, and the Washington football, the Washington Commanders are doing as well. So, but if it, if, if it's down to the Cowboys and the Eagles for the NFC least title, and yes, I am saying least because it's it's the NFC least. 
I believe this game could be it. So hey, it could be a happy Christmas for the. It could be a merry Christmas for the Cowboys, or it could be a sad Christmas for the Cowboys. So, and the Eagles would love nothing more than to, than to give the Cowboys a sad Christmas. So, <laughs> so anything could happen. But uh, in that in this particular situation, if the, if the Eagles, you know, and the Eagles could shit the bed because the that, that's that's kind of pretty much what the Eagles do. But the Cowboys also shit the bed as well. So, so right now this is definitely kind of a. Before this game, it, it's it's kind of depends on who's gonna shit the bed first or who's gonna shit the bed. Period. But this game, Dallas versus Philadelphia in Arlington on Christmas Eve, I really believe this could be the game that will decide who wins the 2022 NFC least. So, and the Cowboys really want to pick up this one because next week, uh, December 9th, December 29th, the Cowboys head to Tennessee, head to Tennessee to take on the Titans, and well, the Titans are the Titans, and. Uh, you know, if the Titans have already clinched their 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 division, then uh, you know, you know, maybe the the Texans will probably pull out their starters by halftime. But you know, either way, if the Cowboys already have their title and the, and the Titans already have their title, I'm I'm pretty sure that both teams will probably have their starters in the first half and then pull them out and then like that. And if the Cow if by the time the Cowboys play the Washington Commanders in in D in DC or in Landover, Maryland. On January eighth, if the Cowboys already have the NFC, uh, the NFC East, uh, excuse me, NFC least, there we go. Now, now I really caught myself. If the Cowboys already clinched the NFC least title, and the you know, don't be surprised if the Cowboys, you know, have all have all the reserve players playing, and you know, I would say, well, at, at, at this point, you know, if the if the Washington Commanders have all their starters in and they're going against our backups. If the Cowboys already, if the Cowboys would have the NFC least title secured, and then miraculously have a first round bye. You know what I say? Let Washington have their fun. But uh, hey, this game too. It, it, this game too could be the, the decider who wins the NFC least. It's happened before, so yeah. <sighs> well, well, well. Still so going through the schedule. Look, this schedule is difficult. It is damn. It is that damn difficult. I don't, I don't understand why they're coming up, you know, where the hell they're, they're coming up with the idea or what's convincing them exactly that this schedule is, is tied for 31st for ECS. Again, that's just a bunch of crap. But, but believe me, ladies and gentlemen, this schedule is far from being an easy schedule. But then again, there's no such thing as an easy schedule. As far as, a, as you know, as far, as far as the prediction goes... Because anything can happen with the Cowboys, I don't think they win the NFC. I don't think they retain the NFC least title. Maybe they'll get a playoff. Maybe maybe they could fight for a playoff uh, for a, for a playoff spot. But uh, again, I do not trust Mike McCarthy. I do not trust Kellen Moore. But I never trusted Kellen Moore. The offensive line is still the shits. Y'all y'all know my situation with Dak Prescott. I can't trust him either. I want him to. I want him to prove me wrong. I certainly don't trust Ezekiel Elliott. You know, right now, overall, I do not trust the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, I'm sorry. If 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 they prove me wrong, like I said, I'll be back here and I'll hold up to it. But right now, I have my doubts, and rightfully so. I only. I can only pray, and I do pray that they prove me wrong. But again, I'm not expecting any, any miracles. I'm not putting any heavy expectations. I am just gonna sit back and watch whatever happens happens. I'll believe it when I see it. That is all really I can do. Ladies and gentlemen, K 
Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time.